In October, the cannabis industry reconvened in Las Vegas for the annual trade show MJ BizCon, put on by Marijuana Business Daily. As part of that event, Business of Cannabis sat down with industry leaders at the show to discuss their business, the current state of the cannabis industry, and what they were seeing on the road ahead. This conversation was part of that series. What follows is a conversation with Gail Duncan, the chief growth officer at Canadian cannabis producer The Green Organic Dutchman, affectionately known as T-God. Duncan is relatively new to T-God and the sector, so connecting in the midst of MJ BizCon allowed for an almost real-time analysis of what she was seeing at the show and the sector today. Hey, Jay, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's nice to see you. We've met over Zoom, but not in person. We had to come, I guess, 3,000 miles away to do that. Yeah, it's amazing how small this industry is. Well, it's funny because last time I saw so many people from Toronto was actually here in 2019. Wow. I live down the street. Well, a lot of the meetings that I've been having, I've been with people who I've met who are from Canada. Yeah. Which, you know, that's it's, it's crazy. Funny, but also like you, you rarely set aside time to do back-to-back meetings and this happens to be a time when you can do it. Yeah. And I'm really new to the industry yeah. and I am feeling completely overwhelmed. It's my first time at the Cannabis Conference. Right. And um, aside from learning about the industry, there's so many parts to it. Yeah. And when people meet you, they want to talk about different things. Yeah. So I met with a colleague of yours, uh, Nathan Meissen. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he just... He wants to talk about... He wants to talk about regulation and yeah. lobbying and, and, yeah, yeah. and, and consulting and also uh, cannabis-infused yeah. culinary experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. and cannabis tourism. Yeah. And, uh, okay, great. Love great. Want to talk about all that. It's all brand new to me. Right. Um, but it, uh, every conversation I have is like that. Everything is overwhelming. I've been meeting lawyers. I've been meeting uh, investment bankers, yeah. um, marketers. And then, of course, going through the trade show, um, yeah. I'm, meeting, I'm meeting people from all parts of the industry, which just yeah. tells you how huge this yeah. industry is. Yeah. It, it's, it strikes me, and I've been trying to sort of put words to it, that the industry is so... It's very broad now, and even at its ends, like supply chain ends, it's very deep, right? It's like, oh, you have, you know, there's 50 light, you know, light people out there. Yeah. And then, a, you know, extraction and packaging. Yeah. And yeah, I saw like free booths about creating THC mints. Like it's. But it's everything. It's from dog food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To extracts. Yeah. Right. And so. The retail design. The to- retail design. I, I just spent a while talking to a company that's just a branding company. Yeah. So they're going to work with different LPs, yep. like like a company yep. like I work for, and just from z- zero to ninety days, they can launch your product under their brand yep. in a new market. Yeah, it's funny what this year. Uh, I did something I did never seen before, and actually was talking about it on the way in. There's a billboard like on one of the main roads into the convention center. It says, "If you want to license this brand, contact license this brand in your jurisdiction. Contact us." Yeah, because they're like it's 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 going to be like. Like, and I believe next year there'll be more billboards surrounding the city around this, like, just like, a, you know, the Consumer Electronics Show must take over town. And this is of the same. Milk. Yeah. And every part of it, you know, just like original equipment manufacturers for the automotive sector, yeah. there's all these feeder industries, right? Like even the taxis yeah. that pick you up at the airport are earning a commission to take you to a cannabis retailer. I don't think, I mean, you can imagine they get a piece of the, not of the gate, but of the, of the basket. Yeah. Yeah, do you, they do drop like you know. You, well, I don't know if they get a piece of the basket, no, but they get a flat rate yeah, per head. It's pretty good because they know that that head is going to come it's in, be overwhelmed up. by a forty thousand square yeah. foot retail outlet, yeah. and they're going to spend money. And yeah. your average basket size is sixty five bucks. That's more. right. I mean, I, that's, that sounds right. 
but maybe even more in Vegas because people don't want to go more than once and they want to get it for the whole time. And then I, I would love to know, it's funny, what, there's no way to track the stat, like the amount of cannabis people don't use that they buy in Las Vegas because it's like, oh my God, it's Sunday. I got to go to the airport. Yeah, I got to dump like, this. I yeah, there's got to be a whole underground gray market for the redistribution of pre-purchased cannabis. It's like cab drivers and Uber drivers. Yeah, That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that, like, that makes sense. But the irony of that is like, you need a legal industry to sell legal cannabis to tourists to then... It's like, it's not diversion per se. It's like post-purchase market. Like, it's, yeah. it's a funny... And you know what? I'm new to this industry and I have to tell you, I've worked, because I've been in both consulting and agency yeah. side, I've worked across 13 different industries. Oh and this one is a really unique combination of a bunch of different industries, yeah. right? Alcohol and pharmaceuticals, yeah. CPG, um, and obviously technology. And then all the feeder, uh, you know, you need software, you need banking, you need... And, and, you know, there's not that often that a brand new industry comes to market, yeah. right? And it, it really, we're still in such early days. You know, we just celebrated three years yeah. of legalization in Canada. Uh, oh, the walk and talk. Yeah, and there's only two. Well, I just read this stat today. There's two nations that are federally regulated. Switzerland just approved it today. Yeah. So now we're three. And I don't know if this is a true stat because, you know, social media, who well, knows? In, in but yeah. 320,000 jobs have been created in just this short amount of time. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. This is a job-creating industry. But instead of recognizing all the work that went into the other industries like pharmaceuticals and alcohol, um, in in capitalizing in all the infrastructure regulations governance that's already been put in place it's like we had to go right back to the beginning right. and over regulate and over govern this industry um and it makes more sense yeah and it's come up a lot because uh, the the person that i had in right before she was talking about um this trend and we know we know this th this is a certainty will happen every jurisdiction whether it's new york colorado or ontario there will be cities that opt out of cannabis retail that inevitably two and three years in will say, oh, we want it. Like, yeah. Great operators, lots of taxes, unbelievable foot traffic. Now we want it. I live in a municipality in Ontario that has opted out and yet everything around us has opted in. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time. Right. But I have to drive 30 minutes to get to a retail store yes. or I, I order from the provincial market. Right. And that's the thing. Like, and there were cities in California that said, we don't want cannabis retail. And we don't want people to deliver here. Delivery's like a start, like that's not a thing. But it doesn't prevent anything. No. All it does is enable the gray market. Right. It does nothing. And this is the thing. Right. And this is the sort of big question they're get grappling with in New York, right? How do you, and this is the same thing in Canada, which we regulated uh, for. If one of the policy goals is to drive down the black market, the gray market, right? The legacy market. And you regulate it so that it's really difficult to get in. You have to be all capitalized and the regulations and the tax and all that. You are automatically bolstering the gray market. Like it, Not just that, but let's add in the excise taxes, oh, yes. right? And all the fees that you have to pay and all the licenses that you have to pay. Yeah. And then you have to sell to the board and the board takes their cut. And then they sell to the retailers and they take their cut. And they sell to the consumers and they take their cut. Yeah. So the governments are getting rich, which is, you know... I, it's not supposedly what the intention was, right. but it is what's happening. Yeah. Except they would get so much richer right. if they would loosen the reins a little right. bit. And it's not a one-for-one one with alcohol, right? Because like there, there is, of course, an underground alcohol market, I think. But 
not huge. Like people want it. They, like eventually you have to buy for legal market and they have to get there sooner than later because there's an entrenched gray market that you should welcome in. And if you don't, yeah, it won't go well. And you know what? What I don't understand is... I don't understand anything. So. Uh, yeah, me neither. And that's what makes this so much fun and so exciting and so frustrating at the same time and overwhelming. But um, this is a, if you believe in God, God-created substance yes. that was withheld, stigmatized, um, almost made evil. Yeah. And now that it is opening up, what people are not understanding is... This product isn't just an alternative to alcohol. It's actually good for oh, you. It's, it's, it's so much better. Like, I just think of the past three nights where I didn't drink anything. Yeah. I consumed cannabis. And you function the next day. It yeah. clearly functioned. Yeah. But alcohol has become... I gave up drinking alcohol um, in February, it'll be six years ago. And the first thing I noticed when I did that is just the stigma of being a non-drinker. Yes. Yeah. The stigma of being a non-drinker. That's how good alcohol. That's, that's how, how good, good the marketing has been, and 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 now we're just fighting the stigma of trying to get past, you know, a drug deal. Yeah, right. And it's funny because my kids will constantly say, "Mom, don't call it drugs." Nobody calls it drugs, mom. Nah. It's just weed. Yeah, and I'm like, You're like I know. I know, but I can't get like that is what it, I grew up with, right? And I think one of the funny things that happens after legalization. Is not that like there's this hullabaloo, like, oh my God, we're going to legalize, everybody's going to be high, like one day. And then like three months in, you're like, oh, whatever. Oh yeah, so people are getting high in, this right. in downtown Toronto. Fuck cares. It's nothing. Like it's just, this just goes to normal. And, and it doesn't go to any extreme, it just becomes normal. We are only right now tapping into the existing users. The big market, the untapped market is the people who've never consumed before, who they need a guided experience. They need a cannabis Sherpa, right? Who's going to help them understand how it affects your body, how to consume it. And you have to remember, like, we all started alcohol, what, 50, yes. 16? Yeah, I well, know it wasn't legal, but we did, right? So, I don't know, I'm in my 50s. That's an awful lot of years spent figuring out how much I can consume, I what I can consume. Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, well, you, like, that's actually your job title now. It's the uh, Chief Growth Officer of the Green Oak Dutch and Plus. Cannabis Sherpa. Cannabis Sherpa. I'll tell you, interviewing in this industry is really different now. And that's how I met you. You know, I was referred to you and we talked and then helped me really start to understand the industry better and prepare me for my job interview. Like, Where in a job interview, I was asked, so tell me a little bit about your, you know, drug use. And I'm like, that's weird. Cool question. Right? They didn't mean it like in a negative. No, not in any way. And I told this to my friends afterwards and they're like, you're never going to get this job. Right. Because I shared. I shared that, you know, since a teen, I've been using this. And, and now that I've given up alcohol, um, I realize what a complete difference that experience is. Yeah. And, and it is good for you. Yeah. There are cannabinoids all over your body. Yeah. And your body actually welcomes the relief. And you don't even have to use it medicinally, but it does have medicinal benefits. Yeah. And uh, that stigma, it was all government created. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and such good marketing yeah it's great like, right yeah that we we feel guilty and we feel criminal if we're using it yeah and and so that's interesting uh another thing that has wowed me in this is just the extent to which we can market cannabis in the u.s we can't market in canada right you you get one color one font right and that's all you can do i walk around here and there's like celebrity i just you know mike tyson no. was just here right endorsing cannabis 
And there's all these uh, celebrity cannabis endorsed brands in the U.S. and don't have that in Canada. I can't. There's a lot of room for change. Yes. And I think we'll get there. It's just we have a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we'll get there because we're going to have to. Um, Gail, I want to thank you for coming by. It's been nice to see you. The fact that we had to travel this distance actually means crazy. It's crazy, but we will see you in, in the GTA hopefully soon. And thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Jay. Perspective on your first big cannabis. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Great. Thanks, Gail. All right. Stay safe. That was Gail Duncan of the Green Organic Dutchman. Recorded at MJ BizCon 2021. This podcast was recorded at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas in October 2021. For more information about Business of Cannabis, please visit businessofcannabis.com and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.